This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. And we have got to head south of the border because time is running out for Democrats to gain enough support to win the South Carolina primary taking place Tomorrow, as of today, former Vice President Joe Biden and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders are fighting uh, toward the finish line 1 and 1A at this point. Biden expected to carry the state, but Sanders remains in the lead in national polling. So let's take the temperature from the capital of the U.S. Joining us on the line is Global News uh, Washington correspondent Reggie Cicchini. Hello, Reggie. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening and good night in case I don't see you. But uh, let's t- where are we at here? I mean, I'm watching ravenously. I watched the last debate. I'm watching the polls. I saw Joe Biden's heartfelt exchange with the pastor who lost his wife. Like there's so many pieces of this puzzle. And yet you go back to the polling numbers and it's just sort of one and one a Bernie and Biden. Yeah, it is, especially when you're looking nationally. It's still Bernie Sanders in the lead. South Carolina, uh, you know, may give a bit of a boost to Joe Biden, who desperately needs some kind of a win on this uh, kind of election campaign so far. And he is likely going to take that on Saturday. Polls are showing that Biden has a double-digit lead uh, in some polls, upwards of 20 points over Bernie Sanders. But Sanders is kind of slowly eroding what that big lead was just a couple of months ago. Uh, you know, South Carolina is a big state. It's got 54 delegates up for grabs. But... This is kind of that firewall for Joe Biden. He's put all of his eggs in that one basket. He's been banking on this one win, hoping that it gives him a bit of a lift heading into next week's massive day on Super Tuesday. And he did get a big endorsement in South Carolina, too, right? He did. He got from one of the leading uh, uh, House representatives on the Democratic side, Representative Clyburn, giving uh, Biden that, uh, you know, well-anticipated, much-anticipated endorsement. Joe Biden has spent a good long part of his career working to build relationships with the African-American community in South Carolina, and that is why uh, he does so well with that state. Uh, you know, this is something that uh, most of the other candidates who have been on stage have really struggled with, is to reach out beyond either their core voters or into the more diverse pockets of America. But Joe Biden's had no problem with this, hence the reason that he's been uh, doing so well in all the polling. Now, Reggie, what about uh, Bernie Sanders? In the last, well, since I spoke to you last week, much has happened to Senator Sanders in terms of uh, the WikiLeaks piece and and sort of that viral, you know, he was in the meeting where Russia was interfering in 2016 to get Trump elected. And now the Russians are interfering allegedly in the 2020 run up by supporting Bernie Sanders because perhaps Trump can beat him. And then he adds on to that praising uh, Castro. Yeah, you know, this is, this is kind of a hole that Bernie Sanders kind of dug himself into, particularly with these, these comments about Castro, trying to say that the regime surrounding Castro is not good, but some of the policies that Castro has kind of put in place across Cuba worked for the people. You know, there are supporters of Sanders who are saying that they understood where he was trying to go with that, but his messaging wasn't clear and his messaging simply just wasn't on topic for what everyone was talking about. The problem is it's not really eating away at any of the support for Sanders. And I think, you know, when we're talking about meddling and we're talking about how everything is kind of uh, coalescing here, it's important to watch what happens on Saturday in South Carolina. It's considered what's called an open primary, meaning you don't have to be registered or tethered to a specific party to cast a ballot. And there's kind of a growing movement within some Republican circles to go out and actually vote in the Democratic race, since there's no GOP uh, uh, primary, to actually vote for Bernie Sanders, which would take away support from Joe Biden, because there's also a lot of people 
people in Trump circle who want to see him go up against someone like Bernie Sanders. So there's a lot of moving parts at play as we go into Saturday here. Okay, that is just fascinating, Reggie. So for many of us who are quickly are getting studied up on U.S. politics over the past, let's say, three and a half years, uh, going through this sort of primary process um, in such a, a detailed way. So in Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada, you had to be a registered Democrat in order to take part in any of the voting scenarios. And yet in, in South the, Carolina, anybody it's cons- can. Yeah, it's considered open. So you do not have to have allegiance to a party. You simply go and you, you kind of oh. register on the spot and cast your ballot there. And you remember, Republicans canceled the GOP primary in South Carolina, fearing that somebody may actually run against the president. So there is just no option for a Republican to cast a ballot as we head into primary season. And they're simply going to potentially try to toy with it to give President Trump, uh, you know, a preferred nominee that Republicans want to see him go up against. It's so it's wild to watch. So when are we going to see things trimmed down? I mean, there was a time that felt like just yesterday where we had to have two debate nights in order to get all of the Democratic nominee hopefuls uh, on on the stage. And that's been whittled down to to the point where you can almost name all of them. Tom Steyer, some people are still like, who's the guy in the plaid tie? Um, When are we going to see it really get down uh, the numbers down where there's nobody sort of splitting the vote. Cause that's what, the, when you and I spoke last week, it's like Klobuchar and Buttigieg went up against each other in that last debate so hard because they're sort of the moderates that, that are, you know, you're either voting for one or the other in those two. So at some point those votes are going to go to who? Uh, well, some vo- at some point, those votes are going to just potentially go to someone else. You know, you go back to Tom Steyer. He's yeah. the, the guy that nobody really knows about, but he's polling third in South Carolina right now because over the last year, he has spent tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars to get himself some name recognition. The problem is it's not going to probably go much further than South Carolina. Once we start seeing, uh, you know, the results from South Carolina and then heading into Super Tuesday, there are so many delegates up for grabs that if somebody like Bernie Sanders walks away with a big win and he kind of grabs this almost insurmountable lead, it's nearly impossible for someone like Klobuchar or someone like Buttigieg or someone even like Elizabeth Warren to continue on because there simply won't be enough support for them. Uh, And if there is support for them, it's going to be so whittled down that they're going to have to choose one of those other moderate candidates. So I would assume by the time we head into, say, the Florida or Arizona primaries on March the uh, 17th, uh, we will likely have fewer names on the ballot because there simply isn't going to be enough support and money to go around to keep these campaigns afloat. So what's the date we're looking at for knowing who is the nominee, period? That is going to take place uh, in the summertime in June, when we head to, or in July, rather, when we head to the Democratic National Convention, okay. that assuming that coronavirus doesn't uh, kind of Cancel play it. into a factor here and stop this mass gathering from happening. If that doesn't happen, it will be in uh, July, uh, when all the Democrats will gather together, all the delegates will go away, uh, will rather gather and then stand behind somebody. And sometime in the middle of July, we will have just one person who is standing at the top of that Democratic ticket, and that will be the one person who goes up against President Trump. Something tells me we're going to talk many times between now and then. And I appreciate this conversation, as always, Reggie. From now until forever. (laughs) Enjoy your Friday, my friend. You've earned it. Reggie Cicchini, Global News, Washington, D.C. correspondent here, uh, breaking it down for us on a very big week.